you've obviously prepared for this, being the podcast professional that you are. No, <laughs> it's, not, it's not reacting to it, did you know? <laughs> I know. Also, I'm quite loving your hair today. I'm liking what's going on with it. Oh, I just have done nothing with it. I washed it and nothing else. So if I'm not, <laughs> this old thing. If I'm not going out, I don't put anything in it. And it's naturally quite straight and flat. Just yeah. like you. I was going to say, how <laughs> oh, I like my mane. Straight, <laughs> straight and fat, more like. <laughs> oh, what did you think of that clip, actually? I'll ask you, I don't know if you've seen it, John. It was a clip of the Avengers for America. It was opening night. Didn't see it, no. You see it, you saw it made like a tag, didn't you? It warmed the cockles, I must admit. It's open night and it's just, it's just a scene where Captain America grabs Paul's hammer and then mm-hmm. was cheering and whipping and all that and I'm going, maybe it's a cultural thing, but I don't know if that annoyed me or no. There was some like claps and cheers and like mild sort of reaction, mainly from me <laughs> in the cinema when I went to see it, but nothing like on that scale. But part of me thinks, I think it'd be nice to be in a room like that where everyone's so enthusiastic about it. I don't know, I'm in two minds about it, because when I went to see it, I thought the crowd were a bit too... The crowd laughed a lot during it, and it was mm-hmm. bits that were also funny, but not that funny, that they were treated mm-hmm. like a comedy. And the guy mm-hmm. next to me, for every time fucking fork on one screen, was the funniest thing ever. Oh, really? <laughs> even, when it, even when it wasn't funny. When did they be near these people? <laughs> the worst one I ever had was at Captain America, where I had these three, like, I don't know, like, I don't know what you would call them, like, fanboys or something, who literally sat and explained like every plot point or like every reference like there because there's like few like top gun references and stuff and they explained it all really loudly so i just started turning around and going like oh well thank god you're here to explain all of this i wouldn't have got that and then they started to shut up after that <laughs> yeah that pissed me off. I mean, like i said i was in two minds watching the clip because it did sound pretty cool mm-hmm. but at the same time i'm like how much it is genuine and how much it is people wanting to make it about them mm-hmm yeah, uh, it, it depends on the type of audience because uh, I think I've told you this before. Some of the films when I was at Sitches, they would clap a death or whatever that if it was quite spectacular. If it was a because it's, it's a fantasy and horror film festival, there's yeah. like quite a spectacular death. Someone gruesomely gets it, especially if it's like the bad guy at the end or whatever. Yeah. People would cheer and clap, and the first I thought okay, but then after that you're kind of got yeah, yeah, I'm quite into this actually. You know, it's it's respectful audience participation. As well, they're quite rowdy. But then everyone's yeah. had a drink at Fright Fest, so I always kind of put it down to that. But Aye. a few of the films we went to see, there was a lot of whooping and hollering. And mm-hmm. I do quite like it. It does make you feel like you're part of a community of people who just love cinema. However, if that was my experience all the time, I don't think I'd have the patience for it. No. I mean, I, I mean, I went to see Avengers a second time, and I went to see it at the VIP. So it's mm-hmm. a lot smaller crowd, and the majority of people there are assumed to have seen it before. Mm-hmm. But the girl next to me definitely hadn't. And when Captain America grabs a hammer, she just kind of went with that, just kind of to herself. <laughs> and I really liked that because I was like, "It's a second. That is the funniest noise I have ever heard you make. <laughs> See, that's the kind of noise I think you would make, Mary, <laughs> when you're watching these things. Yeah, just a high pitch. Well, I'm glad you added watching these things there to the end of that. <laughs> Chris did say the other day he's going to start filming my reactions to The Mandalorian. He was like, it's not, it's not normal. I don't really, like, see, to be honest with you, it, I've not really taken much of it in in the sense that I'm only there for the baby. <laughs> I quite like the storyline, like but I think a couple of the battle scenes have been quite good. And I think, oh my god, I've forgotten his name. The guy that plays the Mandalorian. Pedro Pascal. Yes. 
I think he's really good. Is it the best thing I've ever seen? No. But like I said, I'm only there for the teefies and the little hairs and the little waddle. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm enjoying it. Like, I, I, I like Rogue kids. One as well. Yeah, I well, like Rogue One. But I, can, I, can see, I can see the other day, I can see why Gareth maybe doesn't like The Mandalorian because it's very like Rogue One to me. Mm-hmm. Does he not like it? Rogue One? Fuck, he's joking. No, does he not like The Mandalorian? No. Oh, oh what is it about he doesn't like? Uh, he never really said. He's, he's mentioned it, but he's kind of like, he's not really being explicit in why he doesn't like it. He's kind of danced around it. But mm. I, I think it is the fact that it, it doesn't, anyway, Rogue One didn't really feel like Star Wars. I, still, I think Rogue mm. One's excellent, but it didn't feel like Star Wars. I think that's kind of maybe, is this the same thing for him? Yeah, I mean, I did see people complaining on Twitter. They're like, oh, it's not canon. Oh, fuck's sake. And I was kind of like, oh, like, does it, you know does it need that, to be? It's fucking canon. Doesn't say it's canon in the end. Uh-huh. Does they want to remake the fucking A New Hope and kill Luke Skywalker in the opening scene? It's now canon. Shut it. I know, and I hate that. That's such a film school knob phrase. See the next well. time somebody says here, it's not canon. Just say they've retconned it. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yes, I say I'm only there for the baby. Zavi have released images of like a 600 quid life-size child and I'm like did I just spend this money did I just do it did I just buy myself a baby Yoda that I can carry around the house in a sling for a <laughs> fucking schmirlo <laughs> I know <laughs> I know because Chris and I were like would you know we're really gonna have to tighten our belts because between us you know that's as we've lost 40% of our income every month blah 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 and I'm like do I want a 600 quid baby Yoda yeah so I'm contemplating buying this it has the teeth because there's other films I was thinking like uh, addition came into mind and that was popping up on a lot of their lists. But you know, mm-hmm. because it's so long since I've seen it, mm-hmm. I only remember really that one scene. And don't get me wrong, it's fucking brutal. But I'd probably watch it again just to see what it's yeah, like. Which kind of uh, defeats the purpose of what mm-hmm. we're talking about, but actually watching the film again, yeah. I know. <laughs> I know, it was difficult. I, I, addition, I haven't seen for over a decade, so I just yeah. couldn't possibly talk about it, even though it one that popped into mind. But like you say, I'd had to start looking at it to just remember. I remember maybe two or three scenes on it, but that's about it. What was very, very close to end on my list was Eden Lake. Oh, right, yeah. Aye. What's that one again? Uh, Michael Fassbender and Jack O'Connell. Oh, no, I haven't. Chris goes on about this all the time, actually. I haven't seen that. It's got the girl that I don't like in it. Kelly something. The blonde lassie. Yeah, I can't remember her name. Um, I, I, I would recommend it. It's a f- brilliant film. Fucking hell. <laughs> it's, it's not an easy watch. Oh, right. It's really not. I and mean, when it finishes, I, mean, I watched it at the cinema, and it came, you came out of the cinema, and you're just like empty. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to go home watching Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You need to, it's like, you, after, I always feel like after one of these films, you do need to go and watch something like, like I don't know, like Family Guy or something, like whatever's on TV late at night, yeah. just and get yourself out of the funk of what you've just witnessed. <laughs> It might have been this. It might have been Eden Lake actually. My mate went to see. Um, he went to see it and came out and went to see Kung Fu Panda two after it just to try. <laughs> <laughs> I'd oh, recommend so it. Fun. Mate, it's absolutely brilliant. It's funny because I first watched Eden Lake. It was before Michael Fassbender. Before I really knew who Michael Fassbender was. Mm-hmm. So I've attempted to watch it again just to see him in it. Mm-hmm. But and Jack O'Connell as well because Jack O'Connell's young in it. Oh, he's brilliant. He's brilliant in everything brilliant. though. He's so good. Somebody tweeted the other day that it was Michael Fassbender's birthday and then there was like this big thread of like something like, somebody tweeted that it was like, oh, happy birthday and they'd like a, like a collage of pictures from him in various films and they're like, are we all forgetting that he's a girlfriend beating scumbag? And, and then that just went downhill 
rapid fire from there because I kind of I must admit I forgot there was accusations out against him as well until I read that thread again. I mean some people have been cancelled and they've slowly sort of got their careers back kind of. I think so. I'm, I'm going to put my neck on the line and while I'm not going to say that Mel Gibson's uncancelled he's back making really good movies. Yes Mel Gibson's why they kind of strange anomalies where he seems to do whatever the fuck he wants mm-hmm. and get, get, cr- get criticised for that. Oh yeah, I mean, no, I have no like blowback. I mean, he was outcast for a while, but actually, part of me thinks that some of that will have been self-imposed because he had to get himself sober as well. But if you people like Rob Lowe, I mean, he fucked an underage girl. Robert Downey Jr. was seen as a bit of a problem child as well, not on the scale of Mel Gibson, obviously, but. There are some people who've sort of worked their way back in. Could it be that all these people did something before cancel culture was a thing? Therefore, when they did it, it was acknowledged and people just moved on. Whereas people like Harvey Weinstein, well, obviously fucking rape people, that's different, but mm. uh, other people, sorry, he's a bad example, but other people have sexual, not even sexual assault, I get allegations, but sexual mm-hmm. harassment allegations, it wasn't addressed at the time, so they've been judged by today where Mel Gibson was judged by then. I mean, how long ago was the whole sugar tip thing? Um, I don't know. Is that about 10 years, more than 10 years ago? Maybe, do you know what, it probably is. He probably did just avoid the cancel culture thing. I'm trying to think, it probably is a bit... Was it in 2010, 2011, around about then, that he really... That was when I recorded swearing at police officers and all sorts yeah. of stuff like that. That was around about then, was it not? Yeah. Because then he did disappear for a couple of years. So yes, he was just ahead of this sort of wave of cancelling folk. And Downey Jr. as well, he... Well, most of it was self-imposed, wasn't mm-hmm. it? That he did more harm to himself than anybody else. And you got to remember, they had to really fight to get him in the role of Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Marvel didn't want him. He says, no way. They couldn't. They didn't want to take the risk with him. Yeah. Because of what he'd been up to and stuff like that. It was to do with, I think it was Kiss Kiss Bang Bang that persuaded them that he could be taken on again because he was friends with Shane Black and mm-hmm. Shane Black cast him in that film. And from there, Shane Black had said, basically said to Disney and Marvel, you should hire this guy. He's good. You know, he'll do what he's told, and obviously it all worked out, so all good, eh? And then he gave us the travesty that is Dr. Doolittle, but we'll forgive him for that. There's no doctor involved, it's just Doolittle. Oh, my apologies. Uh, yes, yeah, we should. He'll be, he'll be sending his lawyers around. <laughs> it doesn't mean it's better any good, though, does it? Even I the trailers for that look yeah, terrible. I was like, what the hell happened there? And Jen loves Dr. Doolittle, and she went, oh, quite fancy, because he's in it. I went, you hate fucking Iron Man, no. <laughs> and he's in it and she's like no I just can't stand the film I mean, but he's fucking just he's just that's, that's what I imagine Robert Downey Jr. to be like in real life yeah I want him to be that cool he's on the, you should listen to the Rogan podcast he's on it's really fucking cool he comes across so well he comes across how you'd like him he comes across he comes across how you'd like him to come across